Ooh, who doesn't like a good prediction video? In this video, I'm gonna share with you exactly what I think is gonna to happen to property prices in Australia over 2023, 2024, and beyond. If you're interested, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, before you jump into the real nitty gritty of this video, I've got to let you know, we've just recorded our biggest month ever when it comes to the buyer's agency. So I'm very thankful, very grateful that you guys are in a position to start making moves. I think a mass majority of people are going to move in nine to 12 months. If you guys are here and you're making those moves, that's fantastic. If you're interested in joining the buyer's agency, definitely go and click the links in the description below or you'll find my email in the pinned comments. Now with these price predictions, I'm gonna look at three graphs that I'm gonna show you. And with that, we're gonna be able to determine what's gonna happen over the next part of this cycle. Just like you have business cycles, economic cycles, you also have property cycles, believe it or not. And what's more is that you just don't have a cycle for all of Australia. In fact, there's different markets that have their own property cycle. And that's what people often refer to is like a property clock. If you're at 12, you're basically at the peak of the market. If you're at six, you're at the bottom of the market. Anywhere between six and nine o'clock is where you're starting to realize that upswing. It's essentially where we're trying to buy. If you're buying anything from 12 to three, you're basically gonna be in negative equity territory. That's pretty much like buying a property in an emotional market at the top of the market where interest rates were really low. Yeah. So let's jump into my first prediction and then I'll share all the graphs at the end. So my predictions for national house prices in 2023 will be an increase of 5%. And this is largely gonna be determined by how fast the interest rates start decreasing. It could be a lot more than that if we decrease by more than 50 basis points in 2023. In 2024, I think we're gonna go and almost 2X that and we'll grow by 9%. And I know these numbers are sounding pretty crazy. On a property that's worth $500,000, that's an extra $45,000 next year. Loan. Now, in terms of the buyer's agency that I run at Search Property, our average result in terms of annualized returns was 12.12%. Absolutely mind-blowing, and I'm so happy and grateful for the team. Our research actually works even in a market that's taking off and in a market that's going down, because we know in 2022, the markets did decline by 7.1%, but we outperformed it and we actually grew. So the clients are very happy, naturally, why they want to sign up again. What's up? <laughs> In 2023 and 2024, I believe yet again, we will outperform whatever the national average is. So I don't even look at those numbers. I'm expecting a minimum of 10 to 11% in 2023 and in 2024. Now that's from a capital growth perspective, where I think rents will be going is about 10 to 15% year on year. So I don't just think it's gonna go up by 10% in 2023 and then level out. I think it's gonna increase by 10% to 15% in 2023. And then we're gonna see another increase of 10 to 15% in 2024. So you could see rents anywhere between 20 and 30% higher than where they are today. I know it sounds crazy and it often does before things take off. Trust me, I sounded like a loony in April, 2020. Go check out this video where I was basically predicting what was gonna happen with the property boom and it did play out. And trust me, at that time, it sounded crazy even when I was writing it, but I'm like, the logic makes sense. The market doesn't care about my feelings, just like it does about this. If I'm making these predictions is based on a lot of stats, a lot of graphs, and I'm gonna share with you a couple of those because I don't want you to get bored. After like a 50 minute video, you're gonna be like, dude, I hate this guy. But anyways, let's continue. Now, when it comes to interest rates, this will not only be driven by what happens in Australia, but also what happens overseas. So take this with a grain of salt, but I believe these are going to be fairly accurate. Mortgage rates at the moment are about 5.5%. And I think this is basically the peak. I think by the end of 2024, so almost about 18 to 24 months from this video being shot, we will see rates closer to three to three and a half percent. Now that's the mortgage rate. If you look at the cash rate, we're in the low threes at the moment. I think we will fall back into the low twos, if not into the ones as well. Now let's jump 
jump into three graphs that I wanna show you that's gonna showcase exactly what I'm looking at and forms part of the research that's helped me determine how far property prices will actually go up. The first one here you'll see is overseas arrivals of workers and students by visa category and all visas. What you'll see is that basically between May 2020 all the way through to November 2021, there was little to no people coming into this country. And why? Because we had the pandemic, we had the borders shut off, right? But what we're starting to see is the increase and it's a rapid increase in the overseas migration. So take a step back and understand that we're not even at levels that we saw prior to the pandemic in 2019. So we're gonna make our way there. But I think this time we're gonna eclipse it by a lot. I know you could be sitting there and be like, but hold up. If immigrants are coming into this country and we already have a rental crisis, where is everyone gonna live? It's a fairly good observation because it's the truth. Now there are still properties available in a lot of different pockets, but you'll start seeing that rental crisis increase exponentially in certain areas. And the government at this point is not stepping in with little to no help when it comes to rental subsidies, which I think they should bring. But more importantly, their approach is like, if you don't wanna live there, just move to another suburb, which I definitely don't agree with, but that's the reality. And again, the market doesn't care about my thoughts. It definitely doesn't care about your thoughts. So you may as well know the rules of the game, adapt or die, unfortunately. So if we know this information, we can then go ahead and say, we wanna target areas where we can see significant amount of growth because there's no supply there. Now, contrary to people coming out and saying, well, this guy's an evil investor and this is so bad. One, I don't go into social housing. I think that's ethically so wrong. I wouldn't do that. When I'm going in and purchasing in a location, a lot of the properties that we're purchasing are from owner occupiers. So they might be going and downsizing. They may be moving to another area. They may be moving overseas. So when you go ahead and target owner-occupier properties, one, they're better kept, but also two, I'm going out there and providing more supply to the rental issue. So again, you're not gonna be able to please everyone. I'm definitely gonna get negative comments anyway, but the whole idea is if you're gonna look at this strategically for your own financial freedom, for your own financial wealth, then this is a very important chart to know because of how many people are coming into the country and you've gotta then figure out where exactly are they going. So the next graph I've got for you is the Australian cash rate from 1992, over the last 30 to 35 years. Now, I was born in 1992, so I know that was 30 years straight off the top of my head. I'm turning 31 this year. But what we're seeing here is only one thing, which is the graph continues to go lower. Yes, we're gonna see periods of spikes, and we've seen that throughout the last 30 to 35 years. And more recently, we've had the increase right now. In 2022, we've had increases in rates so quickly like we've never seen before. But what's important here, and what I want you to take away from this, is that when we get close to the peak, and I believe we're already there, and if we are, then we don't spend longer than six to 12 months at that peak. At that point, we're gonna start cutting. And what you'll see at every single point in the last 35 years, every time we've increased rates, we drop faster than what we've increased. Now this time might be different. And I think it might resemble something closer to what happened in 1995 to about 1997. And what we could see is that I don't expect rates to drop for nine months consecutively and at the pace that they did by 300 basis points. Instead, what I'm thinking is gonna happen is they'll drop in stages. And what we might see is they drop initially by 50 basis points then over the next six months, we see them drop by another 100 basis points. And eventually, I believe we're gonna have interest rates go back close to zero again. And the reason for that is because the entire system, the entire monetary policy is based on this debt-based system. It's the devaluation of our currency, makes everyone feel like they're wealthier. They actually aim for two to 3% of inflation every single year. So although inflation is something that you might've come across more recently, because it's affecting your grocery bill, it's what they aim for every single year. So there you go, well, yes, you work here in Australia, 
This is the tax you pay, which is like 20, 30%, in some cases 40%. And then we're actually gonna tax you again. It's called inflation, but you don't know it's a tax. And effectively it's gonna devalue the currency that you're holding, which means all the money you save, you're just gonna lose about three to 5%. Now, if you looked at true inflation, it's probably closer to 10 to 15%. And that's how much wealth is being lost, which is why when you're saving your money, you often think about, hey, like I'm doing all the right things. People taught me to save my money, get into no debt, yet I feel like I'm falling behind. If you're someone that feels like you're falling behind, you're not alone. Smash that like button because you'll know how many others are feeling the same way. And that's why we need to attach our productive debt to productive assets. That's how you get wealthy. I believe we start seeing those interest rates cut in 2023, and that's gonna start getting more people back into the market and they're gonna say, well, if interest rates are cutting again, that means something's wrong with the economy. And if something's wrong with the economy, they're gonna continue printing money or increasing liquidity, which means I can borrow more. That means property prices go up. Let's get involved. As a side note, that might potentially decrease the pressure we have on the rental market because more renters will now be able to afford to buy a house. Now, the final graph I actually have is the 18.6 year cycle developed by Phil Anderson. Now, there's a lot going on here. I'm gonna break it down as quickly as possible for you. But essentially, what Phil Anderson believes in is this cycle that we have basically the first expansion followed by the second expansion. But in between, we have a mid-cycle slowdown. And then we have some sort of blow off top before we have some sort of big correction in the market. Now, if you look at this and we're gonna use the most recent dates, if you look at 2011, the first expansion part started, you go for pretty much seven to nine years. And then we ended up in 2020 where we did see a bit of a slowdown. Now, if you really think about this, in 2020, we actually had increases. So it wasn't really a slowdown, but what we actually saw was a year to two years prior to that in 2018 and 2019 where the Australian market did slow down a lot. So when you're looking at this, don't think about, oh, that's the exact year I'm gonna buy and that's the exact year that I'm gonna sell. No, these cycles will play out, but they slightly different every time they do play out. So if we use this as an example, we could see that based on this graph from 2020, another six years from there, we should see the top. And that would effectively mean 2026. But if we started our mid-cycle slowdown in 2018 and 2019, that means the potential top for this market could look anywhere between 2024 to 2026. I personally believe it's gonna be closer to 2025 than it is to 2024. And this would also tie in really well with how we're seeing the financial system change when it comes to blockchain technology. And when you look at the next cycle for the Bitcoin halvening and how cryptocurrency has this massive blow off top, that is positioned to be in 2025 as well. Could we see in 2025 a mass devaluation of our currency, inflation going through the roof and asset prices absolutely taking off? Yeah, I think so. And that last phase, which is often referred to as the winner's curse phase, is where you get exponential growth. Right towards the end where there's FOMO buying. And that's what I mean, is if you're going out there in a market like now, you wanna go and buy at the right time. You don't wanna go and buy when everyone says the prices are gonna go up and they're gonna go up by 20, 30%. It's amazing. There are articles out there at the start of 2022 that were saying, yes, property prices are gonna go crazy this year. And that was before interest rates started increasing. But again, we knew the top was already in before that. And the key follow-up question to something like this is, well, if I know that it's gonna go up and then it's gonna correct by maybe 20 or 30%, should I sell at that point? Well, you're gonna have to adapt. And that's why you need the right team with you. Because if you don't have all the information, imagine you're like, oh yeah, cool. You know, I'm just gonna do life now. I've got a property portfolio. I've bought a couple of properties. You don't have a team that's actively in the market looking at what's happening. You're gonna be six months too late. And six months too late when it comes to real estate is a hell of a lot of time. That could be the difference of maybe 10%. May not sound like a lot, but if you've got a million dollar property and now it's dropped by 10%, you lose $100,000. And the anxiety and stress of the market going even lower. So timing's very important. If you can go and get time in the market as well as timing the market, you're gonna do really well. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. If you have, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and check out all the other videos I've got on this channel. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.